Hey, y'all. I'm Elliot Hall. Welcome to a well-overdue episode of The Journey to St. Andrews. So, a lot has been going on since I've been not posting for the last few months, and that's on me, but just to give y'all an idea, it has just been very crazy with the business, and I'm going to update y'all on a little bit of what's been going on with that and golf. Also, I just haven't been able to keep up my normal weekly schedule. Uh, We have, of course, the holidays going on, but everybody has that. We also, in October, had a Calamity Jane Charity Cup, which we'll be talking about. My wife totaled a car. We've moved. We moved again because we were in a little transition home while we were getting our new home. We had the holidays, which I already mentioned, been doing a lot with the business, involving more with uh, Calamity Jane and golf, so we'll get to that as well, and also been doing more and more traveling for work, and we are just going at it, all with actually having a 17-month at home as well, who is growing like a weed, but she is fantastic, so it has just been nuts. However, this is a, a very important hobby that I want to do. And we've still got eight months until I'm going to St. Andrews, and I have been keeping up with my practicing and playing more. So while I may not have been doing the podcast like I wanted, I have been still focused on my goal of shooting 85 or less at St. Andrews this coming fall, or late summer, early fall. But no excuses. What I have noticed, though, is for me to be able to do these podcasts, I'm not going to be able to sit down on a every Sunday afternoon with a Calamity Jane in hand and review meticulous notes of exactly what was going on, how I did with a very well laid out format. But my podcast, and it's more about me just doing this for myself and really getting it done and documenting this whole journey. So the structure is going to change a little bit. We may keep an intro music. We may still have outro music. I'm not sure It really just depends. But now with the move, we have, or myself, I have a 30 to 40 minute commute. I bought a little microphone headpiece that I can wear on my commute in and really just record myself as I drive in. Then later I can take that audio, clip it down a little bit, but once again, not spending an hour, two hours making it perfect, really just getting it to digestible, put together, and then I can post it to the podcast. So Some episodes will probably be more in-depth. Some will be more meticulous when I can sit in front of a computer. Today, I'm sitting in front of a computer, but I am using my new headphones instead of the old microphone that I did have. So the quality of audio might be a little bit less or different, but this is what I will need to be using. It's not the most expensive microphone, but I wanted to prove proof of concept first before I went and made a big jump into some fancy setup in my car where I can record really well. So that's all this is, is just letting y'all know that I'm going to be changing the structure to the Journey to St. Andrews podcast. Of course, I won't be having any beers <laughs> while I'm driving, but hopefully some of these other episodes I do at home, I can uh, have a calamity jane. But this will be the future, so we're going to evolve and move forward with a new structure. If you hear some background noise in the car, I am driving. You may hear a a blinker signal or me honk at somebody. Who knows? It is driving around in Atlanta, so you never know. But it will be the most efficient use of my time. I also do want to say I'm taking driving 
while doing this. Very safe. It's hands-free. I'll hit record before I get going, record a quick episode, and then at a stop sign or red light, I will uh, hit stop, much like a phone call, like a hands-free phone call. So if you're doing anything like this, please stay safe, y'all. We are out there driving and cars are dangerous. So these catch-up episodes is what I've been calling it. And it's really going to be catching up over the past few months. Roughly, they're going to be on about a month-to-month episode. And I'm really, right now, just got a long list of notes that I'm going to go through. I'm going to read them off. And then I'm going to break it out and piece it up from that so we don't turn into some 60-minute episode right now. I really like the more digestible 15 to 30 minute episodes. I know some will be 10, maybe some will be longer if I ever interview somebody on here. So we'll just have to see. After the catch-up episodes, which I'll just post as fast as I get them made, then I will try to move to a once a week. And with the car, I really don't see that being a problem. It will be literally me saying, well, this is what I did. This is where I practiced. This is what I shot. Here's where I'm trying to improve. And here's what's going on in my business golf life a little bit. Since my last episode was at the end of August, early September, we're going to really, like I said, go to a month by month, more or less catch up plan. So we're going to go through September, October, November, finish out the year with December, and then January. It's uh, the middle of February right now. I already recorded an early February episode. So that will be posted chronologically uh, or calendar chronologically. Not sure which one it is. But let's dive back in. Our last episode, we left off. I was talking about going to Eastlake to see the Tour Championship. We We did end up going and had a fantastic time. We got some 1904 tickets. We took our some distributor partners, also employees. So the 1904, if you're not sure, that's the actual clubhouse at Eastlake. So you get to go on the grounds and get to watch golf out on the uh, on the course but the 1904 club is really cool because you get to go in there they have a couple of restaurants in there open bar drinks nice tables and tvs everywhere so it's it's really special if somebody says hey i got 1904 tickets let's go to the tour championship at east lake say yes you got other plans figure them out you need to go it's fantastic so we took some of our distributor partners and took them to the 1904 club and watched watch the match. That was great. The distributors, when I say distributor partners, these are the people who, as in Georgia, as a brewery, we have to sell to a wholesaler, a distributor, and then their teams go out and sell our products inside their portfolio. So they are uh, some of our biggest customers and we appreciate everything they do. So we took some of them out to the 1904 club and hope to keep doing that uh, every year. And, you know, Firemaker, can't run without employees and people who I depend on on the team. So we took some employees as well. Then we also went with the Georgia PGA crew. A couple of members from that came and joined us. So we went for a few days that week. It was a fantastic week. A lot of a lot of the job can be very hard, very trying at times, but then you get these amazing perks like that and we we had a a great week it was it was really a great culmination of us launching calamity jane with the georgia pga and kind of seeing the the the, the informal end of the golf season us all celebrating there and it, it was a good year for calamity really saw that brand grow a lot on the final day sunday then we 
Then me and my wife went, and my brother Josh, my business partner, and his wife Julie went as well. So that was kind of fun after, you know, taking partners and associates and stuff like that. It was cool to just get to go with some family and relax and enjoy the what, what was a beautiful Sunday afternoon, aside from some rain that we did have. Then, Victor Hovland won. Sorry, it's been a while. I know everybody is already into the 2024 golf season. And anyways, wanted to make sure he was uh, surgical, was the term that everybody was throwing out, and I couldn't agree more. He, he, he owned, owned that last couple days. So diving into what I've been doing with my, my actual golf game. In September, I got to play the Tavern at Reynolds over Labor Day weekend on a golf shore. Honest golf score. I shot a 96. We played Cove to Ridge. There are it's a 27 hole course out at Reynolds, and of course this is Reynolds out at Lake Oconee, and they have several uh, courses in inside their whole community. We played Cove to Ridge, and that's 18 of the 27 hole course. There's also the Bluff as well, but anyways, Cove to Ridge was a pretty tough one, so I was very happy with that 96, and then I was also able to play. Bobby Jones course in Atlanta. I got to play that twice in September and I shot a 50 and a 44. So on the Bobby Jones course, I have been getting pretty solid at being in the mid 40s on for nine. Just for anyone who doesn't know or hasn't heard the earlier episodes, it's only a nine hole course, but it's reversible. So basically you play a different course depending on the day you go. There's the Azalea and the Magnolia and I've been shooting in the mid-40s. If I get above 50, it's, I'm having a bad time out there. Just not a bad time, but I'm having not one of my better days playing that day. Also in September, I took lessons with Jason, and we were still working on my general swing, just trying to get the five to six mechanics, and of course there's hundreds of mechanics, but the five or six main ones that I just needed to work on with my swing. So that was September. Moving into October... We had to go to Vegas for a distributor conference. There is a distributor conference every year, and it moves around, but it was in Vegas last year. And me and Tyler, our sales director, went. And it's where all the distributors from around the country go every year. So it's a very interesting thing to see from a supplier side because you really get to see how the distributors are thinking how the year went because it's towards the end of the year in October. How, how what's been going on with the year in the alcohol world, but then also what they're really going to be focused on for the next year and then even further down the line. It's just a lot of insight. I think it's a very important conference if you are a supplier, brewery, winery, distillery to go to. So as far as golf goes, took some Calamity Jane with us, like always. Me and Tyler, we went out and uh, we played a course called Stallion Mountain, which wasn't too far, about 20 minutes from downtown or from the strip. And we, I almost broke 100. And for a new course that I've never played, I always just assume I'm going to shoot 10 above what I think I should shoot. So I could have broke 100. I did some stupid things, not thinking, trying to, you know, get more out of a shot than I could and just not paying attention to uh, the, the course layout. So, I shot a 103. It's a great course. Definitely recommend it if you are out there. And no one wants to see triple digits on the scorecard. But for a course I've never played, I was pretty happy with it. 
In October, I also got to play Plantera Ridge in Peachtree City. Played that with my brother, and I shot a 98, which is good. I've played that course, you know, five or six times now, so kind of in comparison to a brand new course like Stallion Mountain, where I'm shooting over 100, it's nice to, you know, see that I'm learning that course and getting more to, like, Bobby Jones is the course I've played the most. I'm shooting in the mid-40s, equate that to low 90s if you want. I'm moving down when I'm playing Plantera down in Peachtree City, Georgia, just south of Atlanta. One thing to note about that course, it's a beautiful course, and it ends with one of the most humbling holes I've ever seen on a golf course. And my brother and, and people we've played with out there all say the same thing. And, and he's played a lot of courses around the world. And the 18th, even he says, is probably the most humbling he's ever really seen on a course. Main reason is water, water, water. And you better be able to be precise with your long three or four irons or hybrids if you want to have a chance at getting to the green on your second. It has water that runs all the way along the right side. And then there's two, two areas where you have to go over water as well, forcing you to hit a very solid drive or very smart play off the tee and then choosing whether or not you want to lay up or go for it, like I'm saying with these with these long irons. So if you play Plantera, save yourself a few strokes for that last uh, 18th, especially if you've never played it. I took lessons as well when I was with, uh, back in October. Sorry, y'all, for kind of being scatterbrained. I'm, I'm literally trying to go through my notes and remember from four, three or four months ago exactly what was going on. Jason, my golf coach, I took a couple lessons with him, and he's. And what's really neat is seeing the progression of my swing. So he films me so I can actually watch from when I first started with him all the way up till now, and it's night and day. I can see where I'm coming over the top of the ball. I can see where I'm not getting my club, my hands in front of my body while I'm coming through on the ball. I'm not following through completely early on. And don't get me wrong, I still do all of those things, but now I don't do them nearly as often. And if I do, it's not all five or six things where the ball goes two feet in front of me, I get three out of six or four out of six things correct, and I mess up on one or two, which still means that even my bad, quote-unquote, bad shots are still better than they ever have been before. So it might not go 180 yards when I hit my four hybrid or five iron, but if I mess up something in that whole mechanics of my swing, it's still going straight and most of the time playable. Or... Maybe I do hit 180, but slices to the right a bit. A lot of times now where I would have been OB or in a <laughs> water hazard, now I'm just to the right of the green. It's still playable. I could still get it up and down or still be going for a realistic bogey, which is absolutely great for my current game. So all that being said, Jason is feeling pretty good about the overall swing mechanics. So now we're starting to move towards uh, probably chipping, or we did start moving towards chipping, more of a real focus on it in October. I think that's a good stopping point. So just so y'all know, I filmed a, or recorded a long catch-up episode where basically I just brain-dumped everything. Now I'm editing it down into two, three episodes, probably three, and I'm working on that right now. So if things end abruptly, just bear with me. It's only for a couple of episodes, but that recaps pretty much through October. So September and October, there's one more thing we'll talk about in the next episode, which will be the Calamity Jane Charity Cup, which I'm very excited to talk about. And that did happen in October. So we'll touch on that and then keep moving to catch us all up. So 
Once again, bear with me. This is the structure for a few episodes, and then we'll roll into the the new structure in the commuting podcast idea that I'm going to be working on, so that way I can stay consistent with these, with all these episodes. So, thanks again for listening. You can follow me on social media at Elliot P. Hall. That's two L's, two T's, two L's. Please subscribe, stay up to date, so you can follow the journey with me. As always, I'm Elliot Hall. Have a good day, y'all. 